Welcome to the Wisdom Talk Radio Show, bringing you insight, illumination, and inspiration in service to the world. We are a collaborative community of explorers in conscious living, conscious business, conscious relationships, conscious community, and conscious evolution. Welcome. The Wisdom Talk Collective wants you to be able to say yes to yourself. What are the situations when you say no to yourself? And how can you turn that around and change that into a yes? I'm Laurie Seymour, founder of the Baca Journey and creator of the Compass Within program. I'm Githanjali Hemp, founder and creator of Centara System. I'm Sabrina Fritz with Living in Alignment. I'm Aparna Singh, and I'm the founder of Prana Edge Meditation and Yoga. And I'm Marianne McGuire of LetGoAndKnow.com. So when you think of saying yes to yourself, what comes up first probably are all the ways that you say no to yourself. I think of the ways that I have said no to myself that I collect under the the title of self-denial. And I've been really, really good through the years at saying no to myself, thinking that, well, that's not something I really could have. I learned that from my mother early on. You know, she said no to herself of just about, just about everything. And so that was my, my uh, um, way or my introduction to how you survived in the world. You know, if you didn't expect much, if you didn't allow for much, then you weren't disappointed. But I found that that left me very dry inside, you know, like no juice. And that as I've learned through the years about the things that were important and meaningful to me and the ways that I could say yes, that opened up so many doors to me. And that's why I think this is such an important topic because for all of you, our listeners, who have dreams, have um, places in you that where you want to say yes, but you don't know how, and you know you've been saying no, you've been denying yourself, I want you to be able to say yes to yourself. And so I'm wondering, Gathanjali, what have you, how do you relate to this? How have you said no to yourself? Well, I think there's a couple different reasons of why we say no to ourselves, And you spoke to one, which is just conditioning and what's been modeled for us. And I think there's a real scarcity behind that. And I think that it comes down to this feeling of self-worth or the lack of it. And that fundamentally, all of us have these places where we feel like we're not quite enough or not quite worthy or there isn't quite enough. And I think whenever there's parts of ourselves that believe that and we create from that place, there's fundamentally limitation that we begin to experience in different ways. And that limitation reinforces the belief of not enoughness. It reinforces the scarcity. And so I think in beginning to say yes, there's an opening to spaciousness and an allowance of really embodying and, um, and 
not only embodying, but like moving into yourself and claiming of yourself and allowing yourself the space, myself the space to really um, know myself and know what I really want and to be willing to love myself enough to take the risk of asking for it, asking people, asking myself, asking the world, asking spirit for the things that I really want um, with a, with a faith and a belief that there's room and enough for me to be able to experience it and have it. Um, so saying yes to myself is a lot about self-love and self-worth and openness to receiving. Oh, I love that, Gatanjali, because I tell you, for me, you know, you're right on with the conditioning and the not enoughness. Catholic school really helped drill that home. And none of us were born that way. We were born with unlimited potential and belief in our inherent worth. And that through that conditioning, we've learned to show up in life in ways that receive approval from others. It's always looking at the external instead of the internal approval. And, you know, years ago when I heard I needed to be selfish enough to feel good, that really triggered me because selfishness was always something that I was told was wrong, maybe even borderline sinful and not what a good little girl would be doing in this world. And when I was able to look at selfishness as a way of life, that is when I was able to show up in much bigger and more present ways for my children, my employees, my family, and for myself, absolutely for myself, by putting myself first, by being selfish enough to say yes to myself, I was able to be more loving, more generous, more grateful, all the things that I wanted to be and I was thought I was, but there was always tinged with that area of the not enoughness. And I'm doing this for ulterior motives to gain recognition or approval um, and appreciation from others instead of letting it bubble up and that juiciness that Lori talked about feeling those juices flow and being able to then have a cornucopia of wealth to share to others. So I'm a big advocate of being selfish these days and finding my yes and saying yes to myself because then everyone else benefits. Absolutely. I think a lot of saying yes is around being able to surrender to what is. So saying yes to myself to me means kind of being able to shut out all the noise and all the feedback and everything else that I hear and just really acknowledging not just yes, but acknowledging myself, my thoughts, my interests to see what resonates and really being able to say yes to allowing myself to be who I really am. And in that way, then showing up in this world and um, being open to receiving all the good and the abundance that is uh, here for us. So Thank you so much, Sabrina. And uh, I think that as long as we cultivate that awareness and keep saying yes to ourselves and our inner deeper voice, that is what allows us to really channel into our own greatness. 
Mm, I love what everybody's sharing here. It's such a juicy topic and it's just so important because really when you shine a light on it, it's so true. We are trained to say yes to others and to give to each and to give to others. And it is women especially. I mean, I do hate to say it, but it is true. And when it's in balance, the giving can feel great. But because most of us aren't taught to say yes to ourselves, a massive imbalance occurs. And very often around what they call midlife, um, this happens. And I feel it's a really wonderful opportunity to shine a light on how we've been conditioned. And you can just start to open up a little bit to honor yourself because many people will run very fast in the opposite direction of the thought, for example, of looking at themselves in the mirror or connecting with themselves, thinking or saying loving things about themselves. So to start, you could just be willing to honor yourself. Like, wow, look at what you've been through and you're still here. And I found the committing spending time alone each day, even just a small amount of time, like 10 minutes outside, connected with Mother Earth, receiving, doing nothing and just being was enormously helpful in that rebalancing. Um, because like you, Laurie, everything you were saying resonated totally with me and the way I was raised. And just to allow yourself time to breathe. And because this becomes so, so oppressive and heavy, um, overgiving to everybody, thinking that maybe one day you'll find the, for example, appreciation you seek, but you'll never find the fulfillment you're searching for when you look for it outside of yourself, hoping that you'll receive the acceptance or the approval from it. You know, it's almost like this childlike um, seeking that everybody goes through. It's, it's, it's in our subconscious. And when you shine the light of your awareness on it, you can just let it all go and you can come from this clear space of acknowledging what's been happening. And you can also acknowledge your desires and that for perhaps you miss pleasure and you miss the joy and the peace because, you know, you've been so outwardly focused, for example, maybe just putting all your attention on your children, for example. And you can start to choose to give to yourself and Stop denying yourself, your true feelings, your creativity, your desires, your joy. And I noticed that there will be some healing happening first if you allow all of these parts of you that you've denied to be expressed somehow, the parts you don't really want to look at. So that could be through writing or painting or moving your body, whatever it is. And then the space is cleared for self-care, tending to yourself and relaxation and all of that good stuff. Marianne, what you're talking about is the situation for, you know, parents worldwide. And I've also noticed it though in in clients of mine who are past the, hey, I have kids in my home now, to, you know, their grandparents, but they're still or they have aging parents or both. And they're still in that place of focusing outwards. They're so focused outwards that they don't know how to turn inwards. And so that, that whole sensing of how do you learn to drop into yourself? And you were talking about that, Marianne, just with, with the sense of spending some time by yourself, spending time in nature. Yet I know that our thoughts can still be so very busy no matter what we're doing, you know, if we're having a lovely walk, 
we can still be lost in thought. We can be sitting and meditating and be lost in thought. You know how that is. So that, that awareness of I wish to drop into myself. I need in this moment, in the middle of an argument with somebody, in the middle of a situation, I need to drop into myself, way down into myself, into my heart center, even lower, you know, just into your body. Taking that breath in and, and having the awareness that the breath can take you into yourself. And in doing that, you, you have the opportunity to see how you really feel about something. Is there something you're wanting? Is there something you're denying? So that sense of scarcity, of um, how it ties into self-worth, that Gathanjali you were talking about first, and really, I guess, you know, each of us have spoken to, is so important to attend to because this time requires each of us to be who we really fully are. Yeah, I agree with that so deeply, Lori. And um, one of the things I think that gets in the way sometimes or something that needs to be negotiated and addressed is this kind of, we have these distorted ways of thinking. That's part of the conditioning, right? And so I think there's sometimes an idea that if I say yes to me, it means saying no to everyone else. And I don't think that fundamentally that's true. Maybe in certain instances, it might be for a moment. But I think we can say yes, that's an all-encompassing yes. That's saying yes to spaciousness for me and an allowance and abundance for me and also for everyone else in my life and world. And I think Sabrina kind of spoke to that when she was saying how much more she had to offer when she was, you know, being with herself in these good ways. And I think that that part of that too is that, again, conditioned and, and, and enculturated in us are these false desires, again, generated from the external of what we think we need or should have or want in order to feel a certain level of fulfillment or success. And we're continuously bombarded with these, these notions that we're not enough. And that's, that's how we're sold things. You know, once we get this, we'll be happy. Once we have this, we'll have realized success. And there are all these external generated standards. And I think my key to this is beginning to really drop in and come into real direct relationship with what we truly desire and need and want. And I think when we do a lot of unpacking and shedding and really come into that alignment, what I find with myself and people I'm working with pretty universally is that we fundamentally want happiness for everyone. We want it for ourselves and we want it for everyone. Most people are, are good at heart and really desire that. And so I think if we can lean into trusting that, into finding that, discovering that and trusting that, then even the word selfish kind of becomes not part of the equation or the story because it's not it's not a power struggle or dynamic where one person has and another person has not but it's an opening where everybody is and there's there's an allowance of spaciousness spaciousness and an abundance that resides there there's definitely that allowance and that spaciousness that resides there and you know Lori and i recently had an opportunity to have a play weekend together and some of the exercises we were doing was in fact dropping in to our power center, the Don Tien that each of us carry, which is basically located approximately three inches below your belly button back toward your spine. And so when you're feeling those feelings of overwhelm or not enoughness, 
and yes, we can connect to our breath. We can connect to nature. Those are all different things that I use. But one of a very quick, profound ways of getting into your own personal power to gain the clarity of what is appropriate for you right here, right now, is to get into that Dantian power center and just, you know, close your eyes if that feels right. Bring your energetic awareness into that part. You can imagine um, a ball or a crystal in that area. Again, three inches, approximately three inches below your navel and back toward your spine. And by having a straight spine when you're doing that, you're really allowing all of that power to come into the central part of you. And you're no longer looking at the outside sources or external for your guidance and what's appropriate for you. Yes, we have been conditioned to be consumers and to look outside ourselves for that. And, you know, with even the selfishness, it's not about taking anything from anyone else. It's about saying yes to myself, coming into my own power, being selfish enough to feel good in order to be able to show up in this world in our own power and to assist others, to be of service, not necessarily to serve. That is beautiful, actually, because being of service um, requires that I think a lot of times we get really caught up in, in that word. So it's really important when we talk about service um, and as it relates to ourselves, because really, if you don't serve yourself, you really cannot serve others. And a lot of times we have that pull where we're constantly trying to serve others, but you know, we serve ourselves first. And, um, you know, another thing you mentioned, uh, Sabrina, around the, that area near the navel center, that's also the Manipura chakra. And that's where a lot of our fear and anxiety, um, a lot of that and ambition resides. So when we're able to really drop into that center and listen and just kind of allow it to be, we're able to kind of um, let the fear subside and then listen into what is our deeper vision our deeper ambition and sit with that and I would recommend not just doing that uh, once a day but you know whenever you get an awareness to it dropping into that center and really um, listening to and feeling how that feels when you just allow it to rest so that there's no fear there's no judgment uh, and you just kind of being with that true um desire or vision that you have for yourself which is really important um to really honor yourself in that way yeah i love that aparna agree with that and i also think when you're dropping in a kind of fundamental space you can come from every time that's so comforting and when you get into the habit of this, so unbelievably beneficial, is that deeper stage and that saying yes to the fact, to the truth, that you are not, I mean, you know this, but really, really feeling it. You are not your conditioned self and you're already perfect. There really is no need to strive. And you are infinite awareness. I mean, wow, when you feel this and when you say yes to yourself, 
to your truth at that level, you experience total changes. And the joy is so expansive. And you can feel just under that joy, this pure, ineffable peace. And when you make that your foundation, and you can do it in seconds, then everything else just becomes so easier. And then you've got this beautiful, clear space from which you can practice self-care, be with your family, you know, recharge, meditate, whatever it is, like clean the house, whatever it is. And then your life can blossom from this beautiful space with much more ease and joy. It's interesting, Marianne, as I'm listening to what you were just saying, I started reflecting on patience. Um, patience is something I've not had a lot of. And whereas other people might see me as, as patient, inside, I'm, things move so quickly in me that I'm not very patient with myself. And, and I realized that I need to say yes to myself around patience, like having more patience with myself, which of course in turn opens doors you know, for everybody else around me too, particularly the people that are closest to me. My husband would, would say, yes, yes, let's do that. Um, because the yes that, that allows me the deepest joy is the yes that gives me the space, the room, the patience, to unfold, to allow the unfolding that is happening. And when I need time to integrate, when there's something new that's come in, to understand that that's okay too. That I don't have to say no to that space, you know, that space that I'm so in need of at that moment to allow for that integration. Because if I say no, then I'm just pushing. And we know that pushing never really gets us anywhere. It doesn't get us anywhere good. You know, it, it gets us into a very tight place. And what do we want? We want that expansion. We want that sense of spaciousness. How's it, how do you think about patience? Any, anyone? Well, Lori, like you, I think a lot of people think I'm patient, but I'm rather impatient. And I love how you talk about the impatience of ourselves. And I can feel that for me and, and as something that I do as well. And I know one of the things that I need to not only be gentle with myself in this process is I remind myself to say yes to myself and the self-care that's required for me to show up in a more aligned state in this world is that I need to celebrate those things when I do those things for myself. So in addition to more patience, I do feel like I need to start inviting more playful celebrations in as well. Mm. I think celebration and also one of the way, best ways to celebrate is um, if we have set up small, achievable milestones for ourselves so we get to celebrate more often. I think this is something that I'm learning and trying to cultivate in my life is I always have these big goals and 
you know, and we'll get there someday. But what's end up happening is um, they turn to get further and further away. Um, whereas if you have small things that you can keep doing and really celebrate uh, smaller milestones, um, it allows you to be more gentle and allowing of yourself. It allows you to feel really good. Uh, and then also it keeps you uh, moving along in terms of your journey and your path. I, I think there's something I want to speak to here. And um, it's just that there really is a core baseline perceptual shift that needs to happen. And I think part of that's kind of mysterious also and opening to that as a possibility and praying and asking and intending and holding space for it is really important because I think oftentimes, no matter what we do, we think in a certain patterned way. And so I think we can use anything as a whip. Um, I don't know if you guys have that experience, but you know, there, oh, can, yes. be way, yeah, there can be a way where, where we can say like, I'm going to be more patient or I'm going to take better care of myself and start putting these um, agendas upon ourselves and then use it as a way of, again, not being good enough. And I just, I just want to put that in there just to be aware of, just to know that when we think in a certain type of way, we can put anything into that structure, even the most beautiful and best of things. And so there's something kind of like magical that needs to come in and dissolve. And there's a humility in that and saying, you know, I'm wanting more spaciousness is what I would call it, or I'm wanting more yesness in my life. I'm wanting more room for this. I want to take better care of myself. And I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to shift these baseline preconceived distortions in my way of thinking and being and opening and just asking and intending and knowing that something greater does, something greater than me does know how to do that and opening to what that could feel like and letting that really drop in again in that stillness or meditation and, and, and beginning to let that be a discovery and an exploration and something that's full of curiosity and excitement rather than an agenda or a list that can be checked off. And so just that really helps me um, because the control can be painful. <laughs> and while I can agree with you on that, um, I feel it's also important not necessarily to have an agenda or a list, but an intention to at least spend a minimum of 15 minutes a day directed on yourself in some way, meditation, yoga, nature, movement, whatever it is that lights your heart up, because in doing so, that's when you do benefit from an exponential time space beyond that. I mean, you, you move beyond the time space reality into something much deeper. And by making that a priority rather than an agenda or a list item, I think is essential to someone's well-being and self-care practice. That's true, Sabrina. And I know, just, I'm just feeling what Gathanjali was just saying. I know that there is something greater than me that knows really everything that I need to know. And I also know that I've had a hard time knowing how to receive more, knowing how to open up. And I've had to really be humble, you know, and, and know that, that my little pea brain is not going to know, even if I put myself in situations, I may still not really receive what it is that's available. I may not allow myself because of those old patterns. And so that, for me, that, that, that asking is so um, 
is so important. It's like there's a softening that happens in me as I'm willing to ask, what do I need to do here? How can I have more of this yes in my life? Yeah, and, and for me, it's definitely not one or the other. And, and I mean, you know, my, my, my thing is that I think oftentimes I live in a, in a world of both. I really don't think it's ever one or the other. <laughs> yeah, I think the active intent is absolutely important. And I was just also adding that the open receptivity is also really important. And, and holding both really creates this great potential. Yes. I think we have so much good conversation here around this that um, and there's so many ways in which we can honor ourselves. I mean, if you look at it, it's a lifelong journey with ourselves to ourselves to ourselves. So um, there are so many rich ways that we can really honor uh, and be with ourselves. Um, but the most, one of the most important things that I experience is around consistency because uh, I may have a really good intention of doing a lot of these things, meditating and, you know, all these feel good things. Um, but when things get busy, that's when we need it the most. And that's when it's important to really cultivate a consistent practice as someone had mentioned before, is, you know, taking that 15 minutes or even if it's five minutes, but having a set time where you say, okay, these five minutes at, you know, 8 a.m. are mine every day so that when things go haywire, you know that that 8 a.m. time, you check in with yourself and you know that those 10, 15 minutes are for yourself. So for me personally, it's early morning meditation but um every time a lot of people are not open to that a lot of my clients ask about this and so whatever time that suits you but make sure you honor that time and really honor that every day going forward so that there's kind of a discipline around honoring yourself that's why they call it a practice aparna thank you Absolutely. And I think life is a practice and a journey. <laughs> yes, dress rehearsal, right? <laughs> yes. Well, thanks for joining us today. We've been unpacking ways to celebrate and say yes to yourself. The Wisdom Talk Radio Collective We'll be back together next month for another wisdom exploration. Meanwhile, be sure to check out our individual podcasts and interviews for inspiration and illumination. Thanks for joining us here at Wisdom Talk Radio. We wish you well in your conscious explorations. For more information and to join in the conversation, our website is wisdomtalkradio.com or at Wisdom Talk Radio on Facebook.